Hello, and thank you for listening to the Total Health Podcast. My name is Rosie Piercy. I'm a chiropractor and clinic director, and I find the subject of health fascinating. In this podcast, every fortnight, we'll be discussing health from a different perspective. I hope you enjoy. Hi, my name's Rosie from the Total Health Podcast, and today I'm super excited to be with Kate Toon. Hi, Kate. Lovely to be here. Now, if you don't know who Kate Toon is, I don't know why you don't know who Kate Toon would be, but she's an, an SEO um, guru, would that be the right word, person? Uh, GNU, maybe, <laughs> something. An, an SEO helper. Helper. Um, I think you're being very modest there, Kate. <laughs> and um, and copywriter as well. And we kind of met online, I guess, would be the best that way to say. That sound like we've had a Tinder day, Rosemary, <laughs> which isn't quite right, but yes. Um... I guess a few years ago now, because... I three, I think. I think so, because I yeah. did one of Kate's brilliant um, search engine optimization course. I did the big course. The big? big course, and um, which, if you ever want to do SEO stuff, is amazing. Go and do Kate's stuff. Um, and I started following Kate online, and you, do, you talk a lot about your own business, don't you, in terms of... Um, personal and and the sort of mental side of business don't you as well as the the technical side of what you do I do I think you know I, I run a few different businesses and obviously you know there's some kind of interest in how they work and what I'm doing and promoting my own stuff but I, I really do try and share the ups and downs mm-hmm. because running a business running your own business is incredibly hard which is why most people don't do it why most people work for someone actually going out on your own and being your own creature and trying to market yourself and manage your finances and manage people and whoa, it's incredibly difficult I think I think if I can share a little bit of my up and down it might help other people yeah. go okay well that's okay then I'm having a bad day she's having a bad day we're all having a bad day and that's okay because I think it's, it is very hard and speaking as a chiropractor often I find therapists go into being doing the therapy they want to do because they're good at that and they like that and then they suddenly realize that they have to run a business and if you and it's hard it's really hard to to do that um and so so what we're going to talk about today is not so much the the seo side although we could for ages but and the copywriting but we're talking about the sort of the mental and physical health of being an entrepreneur so um you, you sort of spoke a moment ago that we, you started sharing bits about your life, sort of running business. Was that like a conscious thing that you decided to do or did it just kind of trickle in? Well, I think for a, a little while, I'm, I'm 11 years into running my own business. And I think for the first four or five years, even, mm-hmm. I tried to do what I thought was expected of me to, you know, share my highs, to kind of show what I was good at, to share my expertise and my authority and give tips and be wise and clever and creative and frankly, it was just exhausting. It, it was is, really yeah. exhausting. And so, you know, it just it just began to creep in because especially on the platforms that we're on, we're on mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever, yeah. I'm on there personally as well as businessy. Yeah. But I'd just be like, yeah, I'm really not enjoying running my business today. I feel a bit flat and it's not great. And just immediately I started to doing that. The reaction from the audience was, oh, the audience. That sounds silly, but... <laughs> follow me was amazing you know so I share a really erudite tip with you know really clever thought leadership ideas about how you can do x y zero reaction I share a post about a good thing or a bad thing or a learning I've had I share something a bit more human Mm -hmm. and the response was overwhelming yeah and it, 
it was encouraging and therefore you do it a little bit more and a little bit more and I made missteps and I made mistakes and, and I learned the boundaries about what I would share but it was a slow creep I think it wasn't an overnight decision it was a so it wasn't a planned thing particularly to do no, I'm not a planner. I've, I've never had a business plan. I don't have a social media strategy. That's um, reassuring because neither do I. <laughs> no, because I'm like, I am my business. <laughs> and, you know, you are your business. And some days I'm great and some days I'm not. Yeah. Regardless of that, I still know everything I know. I'm still trained and I'm, I'm smart and I can help you. But I, I am human. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't turn up every day just like bouncing with joy gleefully. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, because you're human, and people buy from humans, not from automaton robots. Um, and I think I worried for a long time that any kind of humanity would undermine my professionalism yeah. or my sellability. Mm-hmm. But it's done the exact opposite. The exact opposite. I think that's quite reassuring because I think sometimes you do have that day where you're like, I've had enough. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. I want someone to tell me what to do. I don't want to have to make any more decisions about anything, whether it's important things or unimportant things. And often I find the unimportant things. I mean, I've spent a week trying to decide what colour envelope to have. Will someone, for the love of God, just tell me what to do? Will someone grab me and shake me back and yeah. forth by the shoulders and just say, okay, do this? And this is what we give up. We gain independence and freedom and decision-making and create, creative license. We gain all of that. Yeah. Lose a boss. Exactly. We lose someone saying, it's 9 o'clock on Monday, I want you to do this, this, and this. And instead, we come in at 9 o'clock every Monday and go, I can do whatever I want, and that's fabulous, but it's also terrifying. It is, because you know you've got the things that you don't want to do that you have to do. <laughs> like that whole, what's it called, swallowing a frog or something? You have to do the... Lick, lick. I think you have to eat the frog. I just like to gently lick the frog. I don't want to eat the whole thing. That sounds okay. more appetising somehow. Well, less appetising in other ways. But yeah, you know, like constantly motivating yourself as a small business owner and prodding yourself and keeping yourself going and giving yourself fake carrots on the mm-hmm. stick because really no one's patting your back no no one's going well done Rosemary you did a great job I mean maybe your partner's vaguely interested on a Wednesday but they're probably not your parents don't really understand no. your friends are like what so really it's that inner fire that keeps you going and sometimes that fire is like a little ember it's a bit kind of you know patted down doesn't it and sometimes <laughs> and do you think that's why because I have that kind of shiny object syndrome where I'll suddenly oh. go oh, I've got a new idea I know I haven't finished all these things, but I like this idea now. And do you think that's why yeah. we do that? Because it's like, oh, exciting. Yeah, because honestly, if we turned up every day and did the things we were supposed to do every day, it would be utterly boring and depressing. Yeah. And the joy of being a business owner is that you can come up with these random ideas. You can try them. They can fail. You failed on your own merits. I mean, I think if there's a degree of how often you can go down that side yeah. path. But Yeah. And often some of the best things I've done have been shiny objects that other people have gone, no, 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 you need to stick to your business plan, your revenue isn't blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, fair enough, but I'm bored. Yeah. If I get really, really bored, if I'm really, really depressed, if I come in every Monday and hate my job, why am I working for myself? Exactly. I may as well go and work for the man. It's a lot less stressful. Exactly. So a few shiny objects, like experiment, play, accept and know that, they might not work out but 
But part of having your own business is that you can, part of being an entrepreneur, the very definition of entrepreneur, which I describe in my book, um, (laughs) (laughs) is someone who takes risks. Yeah. That's all entrepreneur means. Someone who has a business and takes some risks. Yeah. And that risk could be, I'm going to shut my my chiropractor practice for the day and I'm going to go out and I'm going to go into old people's homes and talk about, I'm going to do some workshops Mm -hmm. on feet and things and backs and whatever. It's not going to probably make me any money, but I want to do it. I want to enjoy it. And it's random and it might not work, but it might end up being a whole new revenue stream. It might be amazing. And I think without that experimentation, running your own business would be a very very dull affair yeah no I agree because I think because you've got your your Facebook misfits group haven't you misfits entrepreneur which and the book that goes with it um and that I found very supportive for for having a business because people just go oh my gosh I'm fed up with blah and or I've had a win and that win may not be massive to anyone else but for them they've they've completed something or they've won a contract and I find that generally it's a very supportive community of people just being very honest about about business and life yeah and I mean I don't know about you but you know when I started out I didn't know any other copywriters and Mm. I'm not sure how close the your industry is but often your industry is your your competitors, and yeah. yet they're the only people who actually understand what you do. Mm. They're the only people who get it, and yet they're your competitors. So you can't talk about anything. It's a difficult so, balance, isn't it? It is. But one of the first things I did very early on in my career, I think maybe two years in, was I reached out, mm. and yes, I'm doing the fingers. I reached <laughs> out to about forty copywriters and yeah. said, I don't really know what I'm doing. Do you know what you're doing? Why don't we start a little community? And this was on Google Plus when Google Plus was still a thing. And only about 50% of people responded. Some were quite negative and that, that, that. But the 20 people that did, we shared, we helped, we took that abundant attitude of there's enough people to go around. And some of those people now I would count as lifelong friends. And I learned more from my competitors than I ever could from books, courses, my customers, my peers. Because only they knew, yeah. and and I think I think I think it's a growing thing online to be a bit more honest and be a bit more vulnerable. The Misfits group, people share stuff. They share a lot of nonsense as well. It's a silly group. I really don't understand why I have it, but it makes me laugh. Uh, but it's about vulnerability. Yeah. There's so many things online are about chest beating mm. and showing your best self, and that's great. We all need to market ourselves, but we don't need to be constantly on. No. They can be off some days, you know. And I think that whole kind of chest beating and that, you know, that I went to nothing to a £100,000 turnover in six months with one easy course, it's a lie because it I don't is. think you really get anything in business or in life really without working for it. And it might be in that one course, but I bet you there was years of work to get to that course. Because I often have... Do you not- Sorry. Do you not look at Instagram sometimes? I look at Instagram yeah. and there's all these ads at the moment. I don't know why I'm getting them, but for leggings that make you look like you have a really great bottom. I'm getting those as well. I have no idea because I don't do leggings really. <laughs> I don't really do leggings and I don't have a bottom. <laughs> but I look at them and even though in my rational mind, I know that the reason these women look good in the leggings is because they've got a great figure. Yeah. But I, I want to believe that if I buy the leggings, I too will look like that, even though I don't have yeah. the figure. 
want to believe. We want to believe the hype. We see people doing amazingly well. We want to believe it. There's something in the human nature that wants to believe the dream, the yeah. idea, the myth. And it's really hard to argue with ourselves and go, that's nonsense. That person who's doing really well, pumping out all that good stuff, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what their family life's like. We don't know what yeah. advantages they had, what money they have in the bank. Are they, are they depressed? Are they stressed? We don't know any of that. Yeah. We're, so, we're conditioned to take things at face value, even when our rational mind, we know that it's not true. And that's why the six-figure courses work and the... You know, the nonsense that's spread on social media does get to us, even though we are intelligent, incisive, rational people. Yeah. We all have those low moments where we go, why is she doing so much better than me? I'm failing. And, and we know it's nonsense, but we still fall down that rabbit hole. It's all yeah. I find that sometimes I have to just stop looking at Facebook because I get like, and it's irrational because sometimes they're people I know and they're kind of colleagues and I'm pleased that they're doing well. I don't want them to not do well, but it's like, oh, they've just got that. Why haven't I got that? And it's like, because yeah. you don't actually want it <laughs> or you haven't yeah. worked for it. And if you have, if you examine your feelings, it often is that. Like, And the best thing to do is to stop looking. The yeah. thing, whenever I feel like that, is I do turn off socials. I go inward. I think about my customers and what I can do and what I know. Um, because yes, you know, you look at that person, they, they've just got to speak at X and X event. Mm. And you're like, well, I didn't get to speak at that event. Why don't I get to speak at events? It's like, well, you, A, you didn't apply. Yeah. <laughs> B, would you really want to go? Like that's three days away from your family. That's money. That's time. That's stress. Um, what What's the point? Are you going to earn more money? Are you going to build, make, what's, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to feed your ego? Are you doing it okay. to make money? What's, but it's, it's just they're looking at the Joneses or oh, they're doing so much better and we all do it comparisonitis we all know this comparison yeah. is the thief, thief of joy but it's a human thing it and is. even after 11 years and even though I think I'm fairly I'm an emotional business person but I'm very rational as well I'll still see someone doing a new shiny object thing yeah and I'll still be envious even though I can examine it rationally and go that's probably not making them any money it looks great I'm sure they're they're happy but also, it, it's them. It's yeah. not me. And I've got other things, and I'm happy, and it's great. No, but it's so difficult. I and guess... I think, isn't it part of what makes us entrepreneurs, though? Because that hunger in our belly is is what a lot of people don't have. Yeah. And we therefore have to accept that with that hunger, with that creativity, with that enthusiasm, comes a bit of comparisonitis, imposter syndrome, envy, they go hand in hand. Exactly. You can't have one without the other, you know? I mean, I, I have a, a, a new shiny objects thing that I'm just working on at the moment. And I was talking about it to a friend who, who doesn't have their own business. And I was saying, I'm going to do this and this. And, and they said, like, that sounds like a massive amount of work. I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a huge amount of work. And they're like, well, why are you doing it? I was like, because <laughs> I, I really want to. What do you think it'll make you money? Well, it, it might make me some money or it might fall flat on its face. I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm really quite, I really want to do this thing. And they're like, oh, can you not just do it with something you've already done? And I'm like, no, <laughs> but it's that you either want... But they, don't, they don't get it. Yeah. That's why they're not doing their own... I always, I have three three rules. Yeah. Will it make me money? Yeah. Do people want it? Yeah. And will I enjoy it? Those are my three things. Money, do people want it? Will I enjoy it? And if I get all three, I'm very lucky. It's yeah. actually pretty rare. Um, often I'll do things because people want it and I enjoy it. I make no money. Sometimes mm. I'll make money and people want it. 
but I don't enjoy it. Um, and you have to, it's a payoff. Yeah. But if work for someone, you do have creative freedom, of course. You have a good boss, they're going to let you do things, but you never get to really take a risk. Yeah. Like this thing that you want to do, yes, it can completely fall on its bottom and be an absolute disaster, yeah. but you've tried it. Yeah. You'll never you'll never die wondering. You've had a pop, and it could be amazing. I mean, even the SEO course that you did, mm. that you, you, you were very complimentary about at the beginning, thank you. It is um, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I was, I was a copywriter. I was earning, yeah. you know, good money, working for huge brands in Australia, America, mm-hmm. and great. And people keep on saying, you know, I really want to learn about SEO and I'm like, oh I could do I could do a course, I could do a course, I could do a course. Launched it, sold it to twenty people, then I built it. Yeah. (laughs) Launched it again, sold it to fourteen people. Mm. So I actually sold it to and I was like, what have I done? I have spent hours making this bleeding thing. Yeah. No one's buying it. Launched it again, kept the faith, sold it to 40 people. And now I sell it to about 80 people. It sells out in about six or seven hours. Makes me a lot of money. Price has gone up. It's amazing. But I took the risk. And you did it. I did it. And other things, you know, I'll tell you, Rosemary, I launched a range of tea towels. It's my classic. Why tea towels? I'm a copywriter. But I just really wanted to have tea towels. I don't know why that didn't go quite so well. But we can't win everything. We can't win everything. And I'm pro- going to try the tea towel thing again. Everyone needs a tea towel, if you ask me. As long as it's a good, I find with tea towels, they don't dry very well now. Yeah, well, that's, that was my problem. I didn't I didn't get a good cotton. Now I know, you know. Yes, I, good, I don't know much cotton. about tea towels. If I get very upset when I buy them and the reviews have said, this dries and it doesn't, I'm like, it doesn't. Well, there you go. That was my foible. But this is what I mean, you know, <laughs> tea towels... Fail, course, win. But gosh, I, I would hate to give up. I mean, I've even got a formula now. What I'm doing is going well. I'm making money. It's all good. But if I keep doing what I'm doing, I will get bored because yeah. we're human and we're creative beasts. And obviously, we had this yen to leave the rat race and start our own thing. We're a certain type of person that needs to be fed new things, that needs sparkly things. Yeah. And we have to keep going with that. Otherwise, what's the point? Go back and work for the main. Exactly. I know that because I opened my clinic about 15 months ago and it's and that was like a massive risk. That's huge, like, huge. if it goes wrong, it's going wrong big time. And luckily it's going yeah. very well. Um, but I'm like, oh, my stress levels now have, have dropped to somewhat near normal. How can I torture myself again? <laughs> exactly. I'm getting a little bit, not Complacent. bored, but I need something new now. <laughs> Yes, upset me again. I need something to get the adrenaline levels up again. Yes. And that's why you will be successful because you'll continue to have ideas and new things. And that's why I believe that businesses like yours and mine will grow Mm. because we're constantly thinking of new things. And it's people who don't that end up just getting a bit static and, you know. But equally said, I sound a bit... um, um, negative. There's nothing wrong with being satisfied. There's nothing wrong with no. me. <clears throat> I'm happy with my lot. Yeah. And that's brilliant. I just haven't got there yet. Do you think you'll we'll get there at some point where you'll go, I'm done. I've got everything I want. I'm happy to just let it tick away. I really thought I would. Uh, my friend um, Kelly Exeter, who's a who's a, a fabulous writer and, and coach and helped me write my book, she, she told me it's called Summit Syndrome, where you've ticked off a lot of things that you wanted to achieve. Yeah. You know, maybe you've reached an income level, 
you know, I wrote the book, I have podcasts, I have a conference, I have memberships and courses, I speak, this year I've spoken in New York and the Netherlands. And, you do quite a lot. What, I do a lot, and it's like, what else is there? Yeah. What else can I do? Uh, you know, make a movie with Tom Cruise, that's not going to happen. And you get to this point where you're like, everything I wanted to do, I've done, and then some. And it's actually a bit, it's a bit, because once you've reached the summit, where'd you go? Yeah. You have to go, you have to go down. And so people are saying to me, well, do less, do less, do a bit less, turn up a bit less. Mm. Um, don't create anything new. You're making enough money. I am, I'm happy with my income level. I don't need anything. I'm not a greedy human. So this, I don't want a Porsche. You know, yeah. I don't know what, what I do with it. But it's, I need the thrill. I need the carrot. I need yeah. the next thing. And that's just who I am. And so I've tried for a year not to create anything new and just be satisfied with my lot. I'm not that satisfied with my lot. Yeah. I want to be tortured again like you did. You opened a clinic. It's going well. Great. I'm happy again. Let's make myself stress. Yes. I'm ready. I thrive on it. I yeah. guess cause I suppose maybe because it's not all about the money. Obviously, we all need money to live and survive and, and what have you. But I think... It's because I often talk to to the therapists about when they should open a clinic or when or what do they need to do or how long will it take them to get a business and I'm like five to ten years to get a decent patient list going probably should you open a clinic can you afford to not make any money for a while and work yes. really really hard because if you can then go for it but if you just want to go to work and then come home again go and be an associate because you have to really want it don't you a you business do. and that. And you have to have a, you have to accept, like you said, a couple of years of struggle. Yeah. So, you know, I was, as you said, I was a perfectly capable copywriter, similar to being a perfectly uh, capable uh, person working for someone else yeah. with no clinic. Um, it was going great. And then I had a year and a half of struggle while I tried to build my business mm-hmm. while also trying to maintain my income. And my income dropped massively. Yeah. I took that risk. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur. The risk. And then it's built up and built up. And it. You know, a lot of people say to me, oh, I wish I wish I had what you had and did all the things. And I'm like, but are you willing to do yeah. what I did to get where I am? You know, it's that whole cliche meme on Instagram. One day these 5 a.m. starts are yeah. going to pay off. I can't do that. Are you willing? Yeah. And there's a, have you read, there's a brilliant book by Mark Manson called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. I've heard of it. I've not read it. It's quite popular in Australia. Mm-hmm. One in three people in Australia own this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Quite bizarre. And I met the guy who, who wrote it, who, who, who was an interesting character. Um, but he is basically like the people who run marathons are not people who are excited about crossing the finish line. They're people who are excited about getting up at 5 a.m. and running for six hours. Yeah. You know, they're people who are excited about not drinking mm-hmm. and not, not excited, but they're people who are willing to enjoy the process. Yeah the result and and this is it like I think you enjoy the graft you enjoy the torture you enjoy the creativity and the end result is actually not that satisfying for either of us it's not about the money it's not about the kudos it's it's the process that we enjoy the struggle that's why we keep doing it but if you're in it for the money for the glory for the the kudos you've got to enjoy the suffering because we all suffer you just have to choose how you want to suffer, whether you suffer through having a boss or you suffer through, you know, having late nights because you're building something new or you suffer through not having money. We're all going to suffer. You just have to choose which suffering you prefer. Exactly. Does that make sense? It I does. So. And I think you have to sacrifice and like work weekends and, and there is no, you kind of have 
those like my family struggle with this they often say stop working so hard and it's like I have to work hard at the moment my business owns me at the moment right now right now yeah and it will swap in a year or so but at the moment I have to because that's where I am in it and I enjoy it and so that whole work-life balance thing I think you kind of have to have it as work is they're both together and sometimes nonsense I think work-life balance is utter nonsense it's something we've been sold just like we've been sold we can be mothers and have a job and be thin and have a partner and be sex beasts (laughs) yeah you know not true it's yeah. not true it's a, it's a myth we've been sold so it's, i don't say i have to i say you know what i want to yeah i want to right now i'm enjoying myself this gives me pleasure it gives me satisfaction it, it, it feeds my intellect it feeds everything i'm enjoying it yeah and yes i'm making sacrifices i'm prepared to make those sacrifices right now 10 years time maybe i won't be but right now, it's not that I have to, it's that I want to. Exactly. So you question me, you look and you say, I wouldn't do what you do. And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't. And that's why you'll never have what I will have. Yeah. And, and that's fine. You know, I will turn up, it's six o'clock here in Australia. Yes, maybe I should be in watching Netflix and, and eating crisps. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to talk to you. I enjoy yeah. talking to intelligent humans and recording podcasts. Yeah. It's thrilling for me. Exactly. Um, you know, and I want to. I don't have to. But you I want can to. sit on my ass and I want to. I think it's a different mindset, isn't it? Like, it is. It is I'm not suffering this. I'm enjoying the suffering. It's delicious. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. And I think you have to have that drive. I remember saying to someone else, oh, I've really got to do this this weekend. And they're like, well, nothing will happen if you don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, nothing will happen if I don't do it. It, it, no one else will come and do this for me if I don't do it, it, it nothing happens and then something else won't happen down the line you know a few months down the line because of this I didn't do now but it's a, yeah I guess it's a different way of thinking um do you find that sort of talking about the online community do you find that they're generally supportive of you being honest or do you have get trolled very often or how do you find I've that? Had a, I've had a few. I mean, I think you attract your people. You find mm-hmm. your you find your tribe. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you have your family and your friends. You maybe don't quite get what you do, but your people are out there. You're my people. We're each other's people. We are. You know? And and we get each other, and that's okay. That we get other people can get you on different levels, mm-hmm. but they don't get how you feel about your business. So yes, I do. Yes, I've been trolled. I get. I got a lot of trolling when I started teaching. DIY SEO, yeah, because the SEO community was very anti that. You're giving away secrets, blah blah blah. Yeah. I get trolled for being a woman in a, a slightly male world. Um, just just fat comments and ugly comments, and yeah. and then I stopped being fat because mm. uh, I was fat for a while. No shame about calling myself fat. I was chubby, and I lost weight, and then I got a lot of abuse from the chubby community saying you're a traitor. But do, you know, it's bizarre, isn't I, it? It is, and, and I think it was. It might have been Hemingway. It, it might have been something else. But you know, if you if you don't want to be criticised, do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Yeah. And if you put your head up, up above the parapet, someone's going to take a shot at you. And it used to cut me to the quick. Yeah. It used to make me cry. You know, I I I wouldn't even put something particularly controversial. People would pile on, and I delete the post. I'm embarrassed. Now, when someone does something negative like that, I love it. 
because I screen grab it yeah. and I share it. And you've just given me content media, content marketing for the day. There's my piece of content for the day. Thank you very much. Because I'm I'm confident in what I do. I'm not offensive. I'm not nasty. I don't hurt anybody. I'm not political. I'm not religious. I'm not. I'm just teaching people how to do stuff. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Whatever. Yeah. It's not a popularity contest, is it? No, it's you know? not. Do you think women get attacked more? For trying yeah, to do stuff? Absolutely. 100%. 100% amazing. And I think we feel it more mm-hmm. uh, because maybe we're more empathetic, more emotional. And I think women attack women yeah. more than men attack men. Um, I think men are, you know, sweeping generalisation, but men are pretty single-minded. Men just kind of get on with it. I listened to an amazing podcast. Have you heard of Jim Quick? No. K-W-I-K. Oh, he's fabulous. He did this great... Um, podcast where he talks about dopamine levels and endorphin levels and he said that basically men have twice as many uh, receptors from for serotonin in their brain okay so they don't need as many compliments as it sounds like <laughs> such nonsense it sounds like yeah. like men are from venus women mm. are from mars or whatever it was other way around but basically women need a bit more reassurance we need yeah. a bit more affirmation it's some kind of primeval thing it's not that we're idiots it's, it's a chemical makeup in our brain so I think women seek affirmation yeah. more than men. And women tear each other down a bit more. Men are too busy being men, just getting on with it. Like, I'm, I'm doing this thing, I'm cool about it, I don't need your opinion, I'm happy, I'm just getting on with it. Women are like, do you think I should do this thing? What yeah. do you think? Do you like it? Do you, can you just tell me, oh, do, what do you, uh, and, and they waste so much time. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for someone to say, yes, Rosemary, that's the right decision. You go for it. And the thing is, we're never going to get that. And even if someone said that to us, we wouldn't listen to it anyway. No. Because our inner mind would be like, well, they don't mean it because they don't know me. And I'm not. We need to find that from within. And I think in the last three years, I really have found my inner voice that just says, you know, just, just get on with it. Just yeah. shut up. Just with it. You know your customers. Stop looking to everyone else for affirmation. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing to see if they're doing similar things to you. Just We know as business owners what we need to do. We know. Yeah. We really know. And our customers tell us. And we should not be listening to our competitors or our friends or our family or our partner. We should be listening to our customers. And if yeah. our customers want it, that's the most important thing. Because then you know it will do well. Do yeah, and if we want to do it, yeah. like if it makes our hearts sing, even if it's tea towels that are going to flop, I don't care. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a little adventure. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was pleasurable. And, I mean, goodness, if we're not enjoying our business, what the heck are we doing? Let's just go and get a job in insurance. Not that being in insurance is bad. Apologies, insurance people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how do you how did you find that kind of inner voice then, or how did you? Is there any sort of techniques you had to kind of stop looking outside for aff- sort of affirmation or affirmation? Well, I had a, a, a great coach who's not a coach, but just a friend. So mm-hmm. I, I I make little groups of friends. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm open to reach. I'm open to reaching out. I said it again and being rejected. Yeah. So like I might go, hey, where's me? You're a chiropractor. Um, hey, I know Bob. Bob has a clothes shop, and Steve is a car detailer. Yeah. We have nothing in common. How about the four of us form a little Facebook group? Yeah. And we just share our woes because mm-hmm. we're not competing with each other. 
And the car detail guide can give you a complete perspective on your business that you'd yeah. never get. Maybe you'd be quite raw and rude. So I've made little groups of people that have supported me. Um, I've, I've just, once you're in business for a while, you go through everything again and again and again. Yeah. Like, and you just go through it so many times, it's like, whatever, do your worst. Yeah. You know? Um, and it, it, it's just like water off a duck's back. And over time, you build up that, you know, rhino skin and things don't affect you. And I find it funny and I just, I don't care. And the, to me, the biggest thing, the lesson I was taught, by I don't know who it was, was just to go inward. Go to the people who love you. Yeah. We so often focus on the 1% of people who are being mean. Yeah. That's very human, isn't it? It is. What was the one yeah, bad comment I got? Yeah. <laughs> bad comment and it's so human but it's i just think it's self-awareness you know that that whole i sound a little bit buddhist but some of us we realize after the argument that we were in the wrong two weeks yeah. later we're like yeah some of us realize an hour later that mm. we were in the wrong some of us realize in the middle of the argument and we want to stop but we're so into the argument we can't, can't yeah. some of us just before the argument gets to defcom three we go actually i could bring this down some of us realise just before the argument start, and some of us recognise two days before that we're a bit tetchy, yeah. and now is not a good time to talk about it. And I think the same goes with business. Mm-hmm. Being aware of your own emotions, because we are human. Yeah. You know, we're not robots. And some days I will get onto my computer and I literally write myself a note and go, Kate, you are a bit touchy today. Everything's going to affect mm. you badly today because you're a bit sensitive and a bit moody. Yeah. Exactly everything is exactly the same. People are making the same comments, and I'm happy as Larry, taking the piss, having a laugh. But today I'm grumpy. Yeah. And just acknowledging that is so important to me and being self-aware. So I think that was it. Self-awareness and little groups of humans that back you up. Yeah. Little mini. Yeah. Because I think mindset is such a big thing when you have your own business, isn't it? Because, you know, there's, there's no one to say, as you said before, no one's telling you to go and do this, this, and this. You've got to do it all. And if you're spending half an hour or more self-doubting every decision that you make is exhausting and you don't do anything. You need to have, like that's why a lot of people get business coaches and mentors, which I think is a very expensive route and I'm tight. I'm tight. I don't want to spend on it. So instead what I do is just find a few people that I think are pretty much the same level as me, Mm -hmm. maybe a bit bit better, a bit further ahead, but maybe not. And then I just go into create little Facebook groups, really little thing that anyone listening could do. Yeah. Find three people that you like that don't need to be in your industry. Just say, let's have a little mini Facebook, secret Facebook group. And you just go in and go, this happened today. Customer came in, said yeah. this, asked for a refund. What would you do? Yeah. Get three other people who have no investment in you or your business just going, I think you reacted badly, Rosemary. I wouldn't have done that. I think you said the wrong thing. Mm. And this is what I would do next. And it's like, thank you. And it hasn't cost you $8,000 for some ridiculous mentorship program. It's just that thing that we just need someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. You know, like if you and I could ring each other once a week and I could tell you all my woes and you could tell me, I'd sort you out, you'd sort me out. We'd be sorted. (laughs) And that's what you need. You don't need some 20 grand a year business mentor. You need someone who's not a friend, not a family member, who cares about you, but is going to put you straight. Exactly. Although I I did have days when I was setting up my clinic when it was all a bit... Ah, I would go just phone my sister. What decision yeah. do I make? <laughs> this is my decision. 
And I love it. Like my my, um, my partner, um, who has no understanding of what I do, I'll just say like this happened. He'll be like, "Yeah, but why did you do that?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh God, you're so right." Like what? Yeah. Because he doesn't understand the world. I mean, he doesn't understand digital marketing and 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 the group. And he'll just say something so bleeding obvious. Yeah. I've lost sight of because I've gone down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's so easy to do, so easy to do. So, yeah, I think although we've, we've gone through a full arc in this episode of, like, people don't know what we're doing and they say stupid things, but sometimes the people who turn around to you and go, Rosemary, why are you doing that? It's going to take loads of time. Do you need to do it? Maybe sometimes we need to actually go, yeah, do I? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Am I doing it for my ego? Am I doing it... And then you can change it or reevaluate it. and Exactly, exactly. And I've got my mum and dad. You've got your sister. Yeah. You just have some people who are going to turn around and say, Rosemary, shut up. Stop yeah. it. Stop it, Kate. Just stop it. Step away. Step away from the idea. Exactly. Go for a walk. Be a normal human. Have a cup of tea and a bit of cake. And shut up. <laughs> exactly so as we sort of spoke a bit earlier you you do quite a lot of stuff i do and you have family yes and school runs and yes. and life how do you fit it all in do you have a very set routine do you are you more fluid how what, what how do you plan your time well it's evolved a lot over the years i'm very reluctant to employ anybody mm-hmm. so i have a lot of subcontractors yeah. now and that started off as, as an hour a week of a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I have about 40 hours of uh, virtual assistant support mm-hmm. a week. I have a bookkeeper, an editor, a graphic designer, three web developers, um, five virtual assistants. You know, yeah. and it's it's not a huge strain because I always try and keep my expenses at around 20 25% of mm-hmm. my whole Thing. I do yeah. profit first, which is huge for me. Profit first changed my life. I mean, so explain profit about. first for those of us who might not understand it. So well. profit first is essentially an envelope system okay. where you go, when money comes into your account, that money is actually not yours. Mm-hmm. But you think it is. And if you ask an average business owner, how much did you earn this month? They'll be like, I don't know. So instead, profit first teaches us to go, every $1,000 you earn, mm-hmm. X percent is profit, yeah. X percent is expenses, X percent is in Australia GST or VAT mm-hmm. for you guys, X percent is tax, um, then you've got your salary, yeah. uh, got whatever else. So for me, I do about 10% profit. I do, um, I'm a company, so I have company tax, I have personal tax, I have GST, I have expenses, I have salaries. So when I earn a thousand dollars, I'm very clear that in reality, $100 of that is actually mine. The yeah. rest is gone, man. Yeah. It's gone. And what it means is when tax time comes around, I'm never scrambling. When bills are coming in, I'm never short to pay them. Uh, I've not read the book. I actually had a profit first consultant look at my figures. It changed my life because I was in the feast and famine of great month. Hooray! I'm buying cake. Yeah. Bad month. Oh my God, I'm on black and gold beans so if I can I think it is I'm in Australia now but do you know what I mean yeah Uh, so that was a big thing um and I've now lost complete track of the question but profit first changed my life just being part of my money 
So that was a big thing for me. And in terms of managing it, I have people, which is great, but I'm very good at, I do a three thing to do list, which is very important. So every morning mm-hmm. I go at the end of the day, what will I cry about if I haven't done? I can yeah. only do three things. I can only do three things today. What are those things? And I do those before everything else. I lick that frog. Yeah. I, I really chew on it, lick it, whatever it wants. <laughs> and, uh, and then I allow myself the pleasure of social media, the pleasure of easy admin tasks and email answering. But I don't even open my inbox till 11 o'clock every day. So that's quite good, isn't it? Once you get sucked into someone else's stuff, you don't become, you? Exactly. You become reactive. Yeah. You become reactive. You start responding to other people's needs rather than doing the things that you intended to do. So you move from intentional to reactive. So I do not open my inbox till 10 or 11, depending on what day it is, because I know what I need to do that day. And yeah. I know what I will go to bed at at night going, God, darn it, I took, that was the one thing and I didn't do it. And now I've got to do it tomorrow and I've got one day less than I had already. Yeah. As soon as I open my inbox, I'm responding to, you know, I can't log into this, I can't do this. But I, and not to say those people aren't important, but yeah. are they as important as my big thing that I want to do? Yeah. You, you know, we all have a certain amount of creative juice every single day. We use that up on every phone call, every tweet, every Facebook yeah. message. Save that creative juice for your best stuff that you really want to do. So I think it's people, I think it's profit first, and I think it's resisting the inbox is how I get everything done. Yeah, and I guess sort of scheduling time. I mean, what I changed recently in clinic was having two hours in a day where I don't see patients. Yes. So do, do whatever I have to do in that time. Otherwise, it was all over the place, and I couldn't focus for more than five minutes on, you know, okay, I'm a patient, I'm focused on that patient, I come out, right, I've got half an hour, what do I do in that half an hour? Whereas now it's like, right, exactly. I have two hours, I don't see patients in this time, I do my other stuff. And that's helped so much me get more done. And, I mean, some things I have to be put in a room and not be allowed out until I've done them. I have a very good clinic manager who's very good at shutting me in a room and not allowing me <laughs> out until I've written that blog or whatever I had to do, but which helps. But don't you think, because it's, it's different bits of your brain, that the brain yeah. that's great dealing with patients mm-hmm. is that empathetic right side brain uh, that's listening, that's caring, that's drawing on your creativity and your memory mm-hmm. and your intellectual, everything you've studied to help people. The left side brain is completely different. If you try and keep switching from left to right, from left to right, from left to right, half an hour, you're going to get nothing done because it takes a while for the left side of the brain to warm up, to get limber, to get ready. You need to give yourself big blobs of time, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why with my old copywriter hat on, it's like I would not answer my phone for the whole day. Yeah. because as soon as I answer the phone, I, my brain switches into a different thing. Then I have to try and go back to my creative thing. And I have to remember, it takes me a while to warm up again. That's 15 minutes. And I'm, only, I'm a small business owner. Yeah. I have to serve my customers for 30 hours a week. And maybe if I'm lucky, I get five hours of admin and five hours of being clever. Yeah. And if I mess those around too much... I don't get the five hours of being clever. And it's the five hours of being clever that will take your business from here to here. I'm doing hand movements for those on the podcast. From low to high. (laughs) From low to high, man. You know, like the people who 
stop working on on their business and start working in their business or whatever the expression is. Yeah, and I want to transform it. Yeah, you know, because you've got to keep that cash flow, that constant customer. You got to, you know, the the classic analogy is Coca Cola, the biggest brand in the world, probably the best known brand in the world, Mm -hmm. and yet they spend more on marketing and sales than any other brand in the world. Yeah. Why do they do that? Because they want to stay top of mind. Yeah. And unfortunately, you might have a great client flow this week. Yeah. What about next month? What about six months? What about two years from now? It's the five hours of clever yeah. that separate you from the pack. And it's that consistency as well, isn't it, in always doing the thing that you do on whatever day it is. Turning up, turning up, showing up, saying something, being present people give up it didn't work i've done it for two months and it didn't work i'm giving up it's like no you have to do it for two years and then you can give up yeah (laughs) but even then you can't you have to just change your tactic you don't give up you just change your approach just change excellent sorry (laughs) um cool um so is there any if you were going to start a business today or if i was going to start a business today what advice would you give me don't do it (laughs) Work for the man. No, I, uh, my advice would be get your finances sorted before anything yeah. else. Um, be realistic about exactly what you said at the start of the episode, that you are not actually going to get to do what you want to do. I don't get to sit and write copy all day. Mm. You don't get to sit and be a chiropractor all day. You mm. spend a huge amount of your time being an accountant, a marketeer, a salesperson, an admin person, a creative, all these other things. Yeah. Um, so be realistic about that. You know, it's, it's, it's not... It's it's a hard it's a hard yucca. Yeah. But also understand that being your own boss, I honestly don't think anything else beats it. No. But if you embrace it and you stick out and you be brave and you take the highs and lows, you'll never go back. It's the no. best thing I've ever done. I can't ever imagine working for anyone else. I think I'd be terrible. But <laughs> I, no I one would employ you. Rosemary, no one's employing you now. You're stuck. I'm You're stuck. stuck. <laughs> You're stuck. So make the most of it. Do it. Launch those tea towels immediately. <laughs> yes. Um, we can have chiropractic SEO tea, tea, tea towels. We could. You could have like chiropractic tea towels that you lay on someone's back with all the different bits where you press them. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God, we're doing it. Uh, log into the episode, look at the show notes. There'll be a link to a place where you can buy chiropractic tea towels. Um when you started getting more staff or more help, did you find it hard to let go of things? Yeah. <laughs> That's my short answer. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have someone who helps me do my website stuff now, whereas before I was always like, I will build my own website. I will do all the things. I will do all the I things. And now um, I've had to go... Yeah. No, you can do it because you do it better than me because that's your actual job. And, job. And you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. It takes you half an hour. So it takes me three hours to move a piece of text from here to here. Um, yeah, it takes a lot to let go. And there is, I think there's a three-month period where you're not quite sure whether you're wasting your money yeah. because it's taking you as long to explain it as it is for them to do it. But every task you download to another human being is a task you'll never have to do again. And uh, now I take delicious pleasure. It is the most, you have to have people who you really believe will do what you say they'll do. You know, people who see it through. I don't like half job humans. But now, like I have an amazing VA called Leanne Woff. Uh, She's really an online business manager, I would call her. I give her a task to do. I know it will be done. Mm -hmm. I know it will be done on time. 
and I know it will be done better than I would have done it myself. That's brilliant, isn't it? It takes trust and investment, yeah. but it frees me up to do, to watch a lot of Netflix writing, <laughs> if I'm honest. I do do work as well. But yeah, no, it's helped, but it, it's taken a long time. And it's ego. It's all ego. It's all going, I'm the only one that understands my business. I'm the only one who can do this. What a load of nonsense. Yeah. What an idiot. You know, you know, do you not think that anyone else can do what you do? Of course they can. Um, but they charge a third of what you charge an hour. Exactly. So, it's that valuing your time, isn't it? Because I'm like, actually, should I be doing this or should I be seeing patients? Well, yeah. I should because because no one no one else on my team can see patients, so so I should go and see the patients and let them do my social media scheduling because I exactly. I, I don't like doing that and now I don't need to do that anymore because someone else can do it and for you me. Can still inject the raise me into all of that <laughs> because you have a voice, you have a yeah. brand, but that's exactly it. What are the bits in your business that only you can do? Yeah. What are they? They should actually be quite few. Mm. You're a service based business still. Ultimately, maybe you're going to launch a course or a book or whatever, and then you'll have passive income or whatever. But right now, even with everything I do, I turn up and I answer the questions yeah. for my students. No one else can do that. Yeah. Someone else can make the graphics. Someone mm. else can set the Facebook thing up. Someone else can transcribe it, upload it. Make. But I turn up. That's what I need to do. That's what I need yeah. to focus on. And I need to be good at that, mm-hmm. which means that maybe I don't spend three hours before the call fanning around trying to fix some bug in Instagram, which yeah. I don't even understand. Yeah. You know, let someone else do that. I must admit, I, I do a bit on Instagram, not tons, but a bit, and I get very confused by Instagram. It's just like, oh, I've got the camera up the wrong way around because it's like, yeah, <laughs> I've got a whole yeah. post sideways. <laughs> But, you know, I think with any social media platform, you pick one, you do it well, then yeah. you pick the next one, you do it okay. I've only recently got onto Instagram, and I do think it's powerful. I yeah. really do think it is. I think it's a great place to build relationships and, and really share your story. You can't just pump content out. You've got to engage. You've got to invite conversation, as with all social media. But, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. You have to let other people do their job well yeah. so you can do your bit well. Whereas well, I quite happily stand and do a Facebook Live, which only I can do because it's me and it's my clinic and my my chiropractic. But then someone else can do the other, any other bits that need to happen with that, which usually is me going, exactly. what was the Facebook login again? I can't remember passwords for anything. It's a running joke. It's that last pass, Rosemary. It's the way forward. We, we tried using one password and I kept forgetting the password. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You write it like on a piece of paper and put it in a sock and hide it in your like underwear drawer. That's what you do. That's what I've done. That's what I need to do. I am hopeless at it. Anyway, questions I ask everyone: What is the best piece of um, health advice that you've been given? Would you say health advice? Oh God, I'm not very good with health. Um, Or any kind of entrepreneurial health advice that you'd say. I think it's really about, for me, sleep is everything. Oh, when yeah. I sleep, when I sleep, I perform um, and, you know, I, I am inclined sometimes to still be checking social media late into the night, the blue screen, you know, you need the hour of defrag, you need to read a book, you yeah. need to not take the laptop into the bedroom. So that for me, sleep and water, it's basic. Uh, I know exercise is amazing. I don't exercise that much. I'll admit, I walk the dog every day. But sleep and water, I know I'm on form when I sleep, when I get my eight hours and when yeah. I drink my two litres. I'm the same sleep and food. If I'm tired or hungry, 
hangry. Oh, my whole world collapses when I'm hungry. It's just best not to be near me. Like, come near me with food and then run away again. Yeah, yeah. Well, hangry rosemary is something I don't want to see. I'm not so bad with food, but sleep. If I don't get sleep, stay away. I will literally bite your leg. Um, And what's the sort of advice that you regularly pass on to other people? For me, it's some of the things I've talked about in this uh, podcast is really get your money sorted. Hire a good accountant, sort your your profit first out, really understand how much of the dollar or the pound that you earn is actually yours Mm -hmm. because it's way less than you thought it was. I, I went from earning... A decent six-figure salary mm-hmm. to earning a major six-figure salary. So I can't even say it. <laughs> and I was so upset by how little of it was still actually mine yeah. because of tax and expenses and humans or whatever. So, you know, you should be able to say to someone every month, this is how much I earn, this is how much is mine. And if you have any doubt in your mind about that, then that's something you need to sort out because yeah. from money from understanding what you need to earn each month to cover your life, to cover your expenses. That's where it all starts. Yeah. That's where everything begins. And that's where you get ideas and you push yourself and you get excited and you're like, I could do this. Because the one thing about being an entrepreneur mm. is you have an unlimited earning potential. Yeah. That's the only thing we've got. Yeah. over Because you know, the freedom thing becomes nonsense after a while. Yeah. We don't sit around in cafes drinking coffee. We work yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the being your own boss, the creativity, all of that, it has its positives and its negatives. Mm. The only thing we have over employed people is employed people have a salary, they're stuck with it until they can beg their boss for a raise. Yeah. We have unlimited earning potential if we can be the people that we need to be. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I like that. It's quite powerful, that. Put that on a tea towel. We're doing it, Raspberry. <laughs> we're doing it. We are, I'm so excited about the tea towels. You've, you've reignited my fire. Yes. Um, and finally, what is your worst habit or gu- guilty pleasure that you'd like to share with us? I think talking too much. And that's probably quite clear from this podcast. Uh, my worst habit is... Oh, shiny object syndrome. I'm very easily distracted. Mm. I, I, I fall into the social media pit and feel pretend that I'm doing work, but I'm really not. I'm just answering random mm. humans. Um, and it is my guilty pleasure. I very much enjoy connecting with other humans and, and, and chatting away and having banter and having jokes. And, and, and in the end, it does serve me. It does serve me. Yeah. You know, um, I, I like... It's, there's nothing false about me. Like if I do make a joke or a connection with you, there's not some spreadsheet I've got where I go, Rosemary Pierce, you likes bananas. And I must remember this. So next time she comments, I can go, hey, how are your bananas? It's not, no. it's just who I am. But I can fall too far into that because you get to the point where it's like, am I marketing or am I just talking nonsense with people on social media? I've lost track. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. What's yours, Rosemary? I want to know what yours is. Oh, gosh, no one's ever asked me that. What is my guilty pleasure? Oh, I don't know. My bad bad habit is overthinking. Oh, yeah, we all do that. Hansford, a week to choose the colour of an envelope between two different coloured greens. What colour did you choose? Let's just deal with it right now. It was kind of a tealy colour. What, between what and what? What were the choices? A slightly darker tealy colour. Oh, my God. 
So it wasn't even colours, it was hues. It was shady. <laughs> it was huge. Okay, I think Rose, we should share the two envelopes on her show notes and we should all talk. I'm not sure if I even have them anymore. This is the dark oh thing. Oh my goodness. I think my guilty pleasure is we, we paint, I painted a lot of furniture in my clinic to look shabby sheep, sheep grey. And I have a slightly guilty pleasure of, because um, we decided to go for a boutique health clinic rather than clinical health clinic. I love that. Of... Um, of going to the, we have a furniture project where you can go and buy secondhand furniture and coming back with a random piece of furniture that everyone looks at going. What are we going to do with that? And then I paint it and stick it somewhere in the clinic. And you can see, I'm, that. and particularly the male therapists, I tend to go, what do you think of that? And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> What's it for? And you're like, it's for toilet roll. It's for toilet roll. You're just going to put all our toilet rolls in it. Exactly. I love that though. I've just painted just painted a whole load of barometers and put them on the wall as a kind of barometer art. Awesome. <laughs> I don't think you can ever have too many barometers. Well, I I, I've, I got, I've got five now and I will say a different... Okay, that's too many barometers. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Rosemary, you're glorious. Thank I'm you. so glad to have been on your podcast. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you ever so much. So where can we find you? Where's the best safe place to find you on the interwebs should we want to? On the Googleness, um, well, thankfully, I'm quite good at SEO. So if you type Kate Toon into Google, you'll, come you'll find Dentist in Ipswich, <laughs> or you'll find me. And there's a lot of me, probably a bit too much of me. Oh, uh, so know. you'll find me. Kate Toon, there I am somewhere. Excellent. And of course, you have a book and some brilliant SEO courses for people to look at. And lots of other stuff. Tons of stuff. Stuff, just lots of stuff. Uh, but no barometers. I'm going to go out and buy one immediately. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Kate. I really appreciate it. It's been lots of fun. Thank you, Rosemary. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Total Health Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you need any information or links from the show, they'll be in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed it and you're a regular listener, maybe you'd leave us a five-star review. I'd be really grateful. Or perhaps you'd share it with a friend or subscribe so you can hear our future episodes. Thank you so much. Goodbye.